to you this morning from 1 Corinthians. So if you'd like to turn in a Bible, if you've got one, to 1 Corinthians 13. Yes, this is our 28th week in 1 Corinthians, and um, enjoying it, I trust. And uh, we're in the chapter 13 passage about love, what love is and what love isn't. And so if you'd like to turn to that, Vivine is going to come and, and read and pray for us. From 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. Welcome, Vivine. Why don't you welcome Vivine up to there? That's it. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. As Matt said, our reading is from 1 Corinthians 13, and it's from verse 4 to 8a. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Love never Father, we just ask that you add your blessing to the reading of your holy word. And so to him who sits upon the throne, to the only wise God, be all honor and majesty and power and dominion and might. And Father, this morning I just come to you, and I lift Matt to you, Father. I ask, Lord, that you will just empower him by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, you said in your word that as we speak your word, God, it will bring healing. It will bring transformation and change. So today, Father, I ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you realign our minds, you bring your healing, you bring your comfort, you bring your restoration, you bring your joy. Father, that you bring, Father, your hope. Father, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you have your way today. Move in our midst, dear God. Touch every heart. Transform us for your service, Father. That we will be effective witnesses. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Vivina. Love is not easily angered. 
I'm sure we all struggle with anger. We had a little, we had a little joke and laugh this morning, didn't we, in the prayer meeting as we gathered at 10 o'clock. You're all very welcome to join us at 10 o'clock if you fancy coming to pray at the beginning of the service. It's true, isn't it? We all struggle with anger. Uh, yes. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yes, it is. Get out. We all struggle with anger. And... Um, we can laugh about it because we know we all do, but we also know it's very serious and can cause deep problems. And much of the, the trouble around us, the, the, this, this pa- pa- passage about love would solve many of the problems, right? Pride in the world, pride puffing ourselves up, wanting to look amazing, wanting to be the best, wanting to be, appear to be the highest status, and then being easily angered alongside that, right? Come on, the world is full of it. And it causes so many problems. Our own lives are blighted by it, right? Most days, I'm sure, we get that moment of anger where we're, we feel the flaring up in our hearts against people. I was reading The Londonist. There is a, 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 an online thing called The Londonist, and it was talking about various, it's one of these like, magazine things online. It was talking about uh, trivial things that make Londoners really angry. Trivial things. So I'm not going to read all of them, but uh, eating on the tube, apparently. You know that, you know, someone's eating a, the biggest bag of cheese and onion crisps in the history of the world on the tube. That doesn't make you angry, I'm sure. Unless you're the one doing it, of course. And that's the only way to make sure you don't actually get overwhelmed by the smell, is eat, the, eat your own as well. And then it's, you, you're, you're immune to it. Eating on the tube. Uh, bad walking etiquette. I thought, what on earth is bad walking etiquette? Well, it means things like walking three, four abreast on the, on the path at a really slow pace. And you can't get, you know that feeling? You're sort of like, I'm going to get past. I'm in a real rush. And you end up stepping out into the road and a cyclist nearly hits you, that kind of thing. Um, or, or this one, it's the modern one, which is um, your phone. Walking. And they, you're kind of walking towards someone. And, uh, oh, and, um, and, and then they stop. Hey, you know, they want to play, play um, what, do you, what do you call it, when you leapfrog. You know, they just sort of stop in the middle of the path. And it's all you can do not to go say something, you know. Or maybe you do say something, of course. Maybe you do. And that's one of our issues, isn't it? Music leakage. You know. And you don't want to listen to their music, and you're kind of like, why is it, why is it, in? you know, and you can hear it, especially, right, this is not in there, by the way, in the quiet zone on the train, right? You know that if you're one of those people that's like conscientious or whatever, you're in the quiet zone, it's like, this is a quiet zone, this is a quiet zone, and you're kind of getting redder and redder, and you look at the person, should I say something, should I say something? Sorry? Yes, you do, says David. Or do, maybe you don't. I don't know. This is, um, people who, I, 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 this is one of my, one of my ones, is, is, is dog walkers leaving their doo-doos around. That's bad, isn't it? That's really bad. I have, I have spoken to people before about that. And, you, and you'll be amazed at how the most pleasant people turn into wild animals if you talk to them about leaving their dog doo-doos around. I tell you. Um, so it can put you off uh, confronting people if, if you get that kind of feedback, which you often do, don't you, unfortunately. Um, and I could go on, couldn't I? Uh, spitting is another one. Spitting 
spitting, walking down the street spitting. And I hasten to add, when I was a teenager, I would walk down the street spitting. So I was that person, okay? So Matt, stop being so angry with people because you are the same. And this is true for all of us, right? Isn't it? We're all sinners and we all make mistakes and we all anger people in different ways. And we have to learn to be patient with each other. And thankfully, God wants to teach us to be patient with each other. I got annoyed, annoyed the other day. You know, that sort of, I, I crossed the road. And um, as I was crossing the road, a, a, I mean, it must have been sort of 20 meters that way. You know, the car comes around the corner. So obviously, I didn't see the car coming. The car comes around the corner. And then, you know, I mean, the driver sort of patronizes you like, look where you're going, mate. It's like, and it's all I could do. And I... I want to say I've been more sanctified. I didn't respond. In the past, I might have responded. I might have given him a little bit of, tried to make him understand that I, was, I didn't see him coming because I was crossing the road and you came onto my road. So actually, it's your fault. But uh, I didn't say that. And, but what would have been better would have been to have waved at him and said, sorry about that, and carried on, right? It would have been a better. I would have, it would have been a more cheerful day for me, a more cheerful day for him. But anyway, I, I made a step towards it, okay? And hopefully God can help all of us to step towards sort of improving in this area. There's so many things I could read off, right, that annoy us. But then let's not forget the, and there's the big things as well, aren't, isn't there? There's war, right? We look at the situation in Ukraine. We, should, we are angered, right? Are we not? We, we are angered by that situation. The things in, the, in society that make us angry. Promoting sinful ideas that are harmful. In schools, in other places. Makes us angry. And we need to learn to, 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 to deal with that in a godly fashion. Love is not easily angered. God wants to teach us about anger. This, this word, anger, paroxuna, paroxuna, is about flying off the handle. It's about being irritable, easily provoked, lashing out, lashing out. I think that's a good way of seeing it, lashing out. And it can be physically, physical, can't it? And it can be verbal. And it can be just in the heart as well, lashing out at people when we're, when we're impatient. When we, it's, it's earlier, we, we, we heard, didn't we? Love is patient. Love is kind. This is the opposite of that. You can't be patient and kind if we're lashing out. This is the negative side. It's not easily angered. It's not like a love is not like a mouse trap, right? That, that, that kind of is triggered by everything that annoys us. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had mice in your house, you get a mousetrap, and then you, you get your finger, it gets you. And it can be like that. That's what Love is not a mousetrap that responds to everything. I'd like to say that our anger is, often, is all normally about righteous things, like the glory of God or injustice and, and really important things. But most of the time, our anger is about self-centered things, right? And people disrespecting us and silly little things most of the time. Jesus, I hasten to add, there is godly anger and there is ungodly anger. We see in the Bible that God, God does get angry. 
But we can simply also be angry about the wrong things, which is a lot of the time. And we can be angry about the right things, but in the wrong way. You can be right, but wrong, can't you? Lashing out about the right thing is not the right way of responding. Anger is a God-given emotion. You've got it because God's created you in his image. Anger is a good thing if it's, if it's presented in a godly fashion and under control. Fire is a good thing, right? But fire out of control is not a good thing. Much good in this world is motivated by godly anger. If we're not moved, we won't move. And I think some of the problem with the church is that we are not moved. We are not so angry inside in the right way that we pray and intercede. We're not so angry that we take careful action and thoughtful action and think, how, how can I respond to this ungodliness in a godly fashion? We must be moved if we're going to move. And, and anger in the right fashion, godly anger, moves us to action. Emotion, it's got a word in it, motion, emotion, motion. It call, emotions cause you to move. And anger for the things of God is a good thing, but we can also be angry about the wrong things. Jesus was angry on occasion. The time he overturned the tables in the temple. In Matthew 21, we read this, this incident. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations and you have made it a den of robbers. You can see there that Jesus is moved. He's angered. And Jesus is love. This is a loving act. It's not loving to be unmoved by evil, and injustice, that's not loving, but it's always unloving to be easily angered. So why wasn't Jesus breaking this command to not be easily angered? Why was it okay for Jesus? Well, let me just point out a, very, a few things very briefly here. People were misusing God's temple. This was a place for worship. They were using it as a marketplace. That's not good. His behavior was not quick. Jesus would have been going to the temple, and we know he was throughout his life. He would have gone to the temple on a regular basis. This behavior has been going on for years. This is a considered moment. This is a moment just before his death. This is a moment in which he is making a prophetic act to his people that I have come to purify you. I have come to bring you back to me. This is what he's doing in this action. This is a considered action. This is not just off the cuff. He's quoting two obscure prophecies. He's put them together. You've made it a den of robbers from Jeremiah and 
my house will be called a house of prayer from Isaiah. He's brought these two obscure um, prophetic words together. So you can, anybody who goes in and quotes a couple of obscure Old Testament prophets, you know that they're thinking about what they're saying. This is not just off the cuff lashing out. This is a considered moment. He's speaking on behalf of God as God. We also know that he is fulfilling the prophecy of Malachi. Malachi says that when the Lord comes, he will come to the temple. He will purify his people. Who can stand the day of his coming? He will come like a launderer's soap and like a refiner's fire. And this is what he's doing here. Jesus has come. This is not lashing out. This is a considered moment. God loves his people. Jesus loves his people. And he wants to bring them back to himself. Jesus was anger on, uh, angry on occasion. But it wasn't quick anger. It wasn't quick to anger. It was slow anger and considered anger. This book of 1 Corinthians has some anger in it. Why is it written? It's written... A lot, of the, a lot of it is about the problems that are going on in this church. Let me just read you a couple of statements here, right? Brothers and sisters, how would you like to be uh, addressed like this this morning? Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are, are still worldly. You are mere infants. That's what Paul is saying to them. You know, you're, you're not living as you should. You're living like, you're, you're, you're basically being, chi- you're being childish. You're being immature. That's anger. He's moved by their behavior. He says this interesting phrase in 1 Corinthians 4. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of discipline? Or shall I come with love and with a gentle spirit? That's strong, isn't it? Love has strong words. Love is firm on occasion. If, otherwise, it's not loving. If we, don't, if we just let people damage the community of God, if we let people damage themselves because of their behavior, let's remember what's happening here. There's division. They're falling out over leaders. There's sexual immorality, sexual impurity. They're not thinking about each other. They're being divisive. They're arguing. And if that's not addressed, that's, un- that's unloving. But, but let's remember what Paul's doing here. He is considering the situation and he's responding to it by writing a letter. This is not fast anger. This is considered anger. This is slow anger. Love is not quick to anger. But it does have a considered response to sin. This is how, this is, this is Paul's motivations as well. This is, I love these words from 1 Corinthians 4. I am writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. My dear children. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. He's being like a father to them. And fathers discipline their children on occasion. And that is loving. But it's not fast anger. It's not quick to anger. It's considered anger. And it's for the purposes of building up, not tearing down. And the, and the problem with fast anger is this. It's, just ven- it's often just vengeful and it's about tearing the other person down. It's not actually positive. It's not about bringing, bringing good, good out of this situation. Godly anger is slow anger. Say godly anger is slow anger. Say that to your neighbor. 
Godly anger is slow anger. That's good. Go away with that phrase. You know, a rocket, think about a rocket, okay, or the space shuttle. Not, doesn't, it's not in service anymore, is it? But think about a rocket, something like that. Think about the amount of energy that's within the, within the, the hydrogen and the fuel that's within that, 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 those boosters. If you let out that energy too quickly, it's just a big bomb. If you let it out in a controlled fashion, it can take you to the moon, it can take you to the solar system, it can actually be very positive and useful. Nobody wants too much the fuel to come out too quickly. And this is the thing about anger. It's, it's got to be slow and controlled and considered. God is slow to anger. So, so anger is righteous. So for example... God repeatedly talks about himself being slow to anger. So one, Exodus 34 says this, He passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. See that there? Slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands of generations and forgiving wickedness and rebellion and sin. He does go on to talk about punishment. He goes on to talk about how he does punish. But the emphasis is about thousands of generations of love and compassion. How mighty he is in slowness to, to wrath. James writes this, James 1. 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. The good thing about this is God's word, he doesn't tell us to do anything that cannot be done. If you've become a Christian, and I encourage you all, if you're not a Christian this morning, to receive Jesus Christ into your life, he will give you a new life. His Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you. And you have the capacity to become like him by the Spirit. We all have different struggles. Some of us are more qu quick to anger than others. God has gifted us with different personalities, and that is a good thing. But every single one of us can be slow to anger because God's word encourages us, urges us, commands us to do so. So therefore we can. We can be slow to anger. Because, it says here, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Human anger, lashing out, quick anger, does not, it doesn't produce righteousness. Slow to become angry. It, quick anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Quick anger is inconsiderate. Quick anger breaks relationships. How many relationships have been broken by lashing out, right? How many times have you been hurt by people lashing out verbally, even physically? Or just the long silences that go on forever because people are just seething inside. Anger leads only to regret. Quick anger this is. Quick anger is often unworthy. You know, most of the time when we're quick to anger, the things that we're angry, angry about are not worth it, are they? And do you know what the reason is not often? It's because we're stressed and tired, isn't it? We're stressed, 
and we're tired, and we just lash out. And you think the next day, you think, what on earth was that about? Do you, get, do you ever experience that? I've experienced that lots of times, okay? So I'm, I'm assuming you might be a little bit like me. I just think, what, what was I doing? Why did I get so outraged? And it's because I was stressed and tired. It wasn't about something worthy. It wasn't something important. It was just like that rocket exploding. Quick anger is a terrible example. And if we're parents in the room, quick anger is a terrible example at home. May God give us all grace to grow in this, to be more like Jesus. Quick anger. You know, if we are quick to anger, one of the most damaging things is this. People become slow to bring correction to you. You only have to blow up on someone once. And I can guarantee you, they will never speak to you again about helping you out. Most people speak to us about the things that are, you know, maybe that we need to change. Not because they want to hurt us, but because they want to help us. Don't they? If I spoke to you about an issue, it wouldn't be because I just like, like annoying people. It's not like people, li- most people are not like that, are they? Most people speak to you about things because they want to help you to change. And if you blow up on them, get all defensive, and pro- project it all back on them, like, well, you also, you also do this, you also, you also, da, 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 they, they will never speak to you again. And if, hands up if you want to change. Just raise your, raise your hand nice and high because, yeah, you want to change. And then raise your hand also if you need others to help you to change. Okay? If that's true, and just make a note of those people. So those people are wanting your feedback, okay? You've just said, I want feedback. Because that's, that's what we mean by that. We need feedback. We need someone to say, oh, you were a bit rude. You, 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 you overspoke. You spoke too much. You didn't ask questions. You, you just went on about yourself all the time, la, 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 etc. So we need each other. And if we are quick to anger, people won't speak to us. They'll be very standoffish. And we will be hindered in our growth. You know, Jesus even says, doesn't he, he prunes those who are fruitful. How does he prune? Well, one of the ways he prunes is through each other, right? Through the conflicts. And we've got we've to be slow to anger. And then, as we're going to see next week, quick to forgive as well. But that's another week, next week. So let's think about this as we come to an end. How we can be slow to anger. Let's just think about it. We've seen that we're all, we're all capable of it. We've seen that God himself is angry on occasion. We see it in the life of Jesus. We see it in the life of Paul. We see it in the, the writings of the, Old, the New Testament and the Old Testament. We see that anger can be righteous, but it needs to be slow and considered. So let's just think about these few, a few things, about how we can grow in this. God, Paul is writing this to the Corinthians because many of them are, qui- are being quick to anger. And let's just remember, as an aside briefly, that... 1 Corinthians 13 is being written because he wants them to be good at using the, holy, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And they've got to use those gifts in love. That's the context. If we want to be a church that uses the gifts of the Holy Spirit well, then we've got to learn to love. 
And I can tell you this now, there's no, gifts of the Holy Spirit will come to an end and we will not be using them correctly if we're angry with each other, right? We'll be bringing those prophetic words that are really angry all the time, won't we? We'll be bringing prayers that are a kind of talking to people in the room and correcting them. Oh Lord, I pray you'd help this church to be more loving and more kind. Help, help us, Lord, to be more hospitable and to accept, you know, you'll be bringing things because you're angry. And we just won't, if we're, if we're angry, we probably won't come to church, just break up the, the community, right? If we're angry. If people assault us with their words, well, you're going to come to church, a church like that? You probably won't, will you? So we need to be, if we're going to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we need to be slow to anger. Just be considerate in our anger. At the beginning of each day, let me encourage us to spring all of our mousetraps, okay? If I can use it like a little analogy there. Spring all of your mousetraps. If you, go I- if you begin the day with triggering social media, Twitter, news, stuff that riles you up about all the problems in the world and the things that really annoy you because your little echo chamber will be about the things that really annoy you. If you go into the day having meditated and thought and triggered, set all your mousetraps, I'm really angry about the government, I'm really angry about this injustice, I'm really angry about these sorts of people, and I'm really angry that you go into the day, do not be surprised that when that car comes round the corner, you go, and kick the car or something. You're set to go. I tell you, you're set to explode. You've got to go into the day set to bring love. And patience and kind. And how do you do that? By meeting with the one who is patient and kind and being exposed to his spirit and his love. I, t- I can tell the difference in my life. If I meet with Jesus and experience his love and kindness, when that person stops with the phone, it just doesn't affect me in the same way. Because the spirit's in me. Set, spring, let off all your mouse traps. For example, by doing this, Philippians 4, 4 to 7. Rejoice. Turn to your neighbor and say, rejoice. To the other one and say, in the Lord. In the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. I could just leave it there, right? Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Take joy in the Lord. Be happy about the Lord. Consider the Lord, consider him. Rejoice in the Lord. And this is not about feelings. It's not like be, like, it's about remembering and taking joy in the fact of who the Lord is. It's not about feeling it necessarily, although you probably will. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness, you see what comes out of it? Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God. See? Peace of God. 
which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you rejoice in the Lord, if you take joy in the Lord, if you do it always, and remember, you need to do this when, you're, when life is hard, probably more so than when life is easy. Oh, and when you, if you struggle with depression and so, uh, and so on, which I know some of you will do, it, rejoice in the Lord. You may not feel it, but do it always, in all circumstances, in all seasons, always. And then the, the promise is, let your gentleness be evident to all. Gentleness will be the outcome of seeing Jesus, of meeting him. Your, your gentleness will be evident to all. The Lord is near. As you go into that workplace, as you go into those situations, remembering the Lord is near. He's over this circumstance. He's over these situations. It means that you don't, you, you're not the one who's completely responsible here. You can trust in him. Do not be anxious about anything. Anxiety creates anger. In every situation, prayer, petition, thanksgiving, bring those worries and those things you're angry about to him in the morning and through the day but particularly in the morning. Say, Lord, I'm worried about this. Lord, my mind, is, my mind keeps going to this person who's wound me up. This, that, that argument with that person the other day just keeps on playing on my mind. I'm, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me, help me. And as you do that, as you, as you rejoice in the Lord, as you pray about everything, then it's triggering all of those mousetraps. You'll go into the day in a much more peaceful fashion. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Peace of God. That means to feel peace, but also it's the peace of God in your relationships. If we'll come to God each morning, the peace of God will go, will permeate your relationships. You know, anger is like a firework, isn't it? You, 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 in the old days anyway, you, you, you light the match. And then you have a choice. In fact, could the band come up? We're going to worship together. Um, you have a choice, don't you, whether or not to put it to the, to the fuse. And then it gets pretty much out of control. But you've got that choice at that moment when the match is lit and you're angry. You feel it. <coughs> Godly anger is slow anger. Just take the match away. Walk away from the situation maybe. Take a time out pray, leave it till tomorrow, leave it till another time maybe, never respond to an email when you're angry, don't do it, don't do it, you, you, you'll regret it, don't do it, text message, don't do it, don't do it when you're angry, don't get, when online, Twitter or whatever, just don't do it when you're angry. It's not good. This is how God treats us, right, all the time. God is slow to anger with you and me. Imagine if God was quick to anger, anger with you. Just imagine if God was quick to anger with you, with all his power and glory and might. Just imagine if he was quick to anger with you. God is slow to anger with everyone. This world is still here because he's patient and kind. To those people that annoy you, he is, those people who stop in the street in their mobile phones, he is patient with them. 
we need to take on his nature. And we do that by meeting with him in the mornings, meeting with him, being filled with his spirit. Let me just finish with this reading. The Lord is compassionate. Let's stand together. This is how God treats us, right, friends? The Lord is not quick to anger. The Lord is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Hallelujah, hey? He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquity. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, he's removed our transgressions from us. Those who know God will be slow to anger. If we're quick to anger, do we really know the cross of Christ and how he died for sinners like you and me? Do we really know this? If we are quick to mercy and if we're quick to peacemaking, this is an expression of how God has loved us in Christ.